How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Wheelchair Pulpit Podcast. Hope everyone is having a good week so far. Here live at the Pensacola Police Department. And I'm honored to have Mr. Eric Randall here. And he's going to tell y'all what his job is here in a little bit. But again, I just want to thank you for being part of the show. Uh, thank you, Logan, for, for, for coming down. It's, uh, it's a great honor to have you here. Uh, and we met a few weeks ago at the, the Wahoos baseball game. And um, I made a commitment to um, invite you down to be part of your podcast. I think it's a great honor and a wonderful opportunity to um, talk about uh, policing in Pensacola, uh, my focus, uh, my leadership skills, and, and my vision for for the, for the city. But be able to reach your, your listeners and your viewers and um, you're on your platform is, a, is an amazing opportunity. For sure. Thank you. So being a busy man, you're probably, you probably haven't been able to tune into the show, but uh, before and after every episode, I'll open a word in prayer because uh, we, we can't do what we're doing without a Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, so we'll open up this uh, episode of Word of Prayer and then we'll get into the interesting stuff. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that you've given me and Mr. Randall here. I thank you for everything he's doing for the city of Pensacola right now. And I pray that this episode will encourage everyone who listens. And I pray this with Preston's name. Amen. Amen. So, Mr. Randall, you kind of already introduced what you do, but kind of go into a little bit more detail on uh, what you do here for the city of Pensacola. So, um, being here in Pensacola, I'm the police chief. Uh, so my duties are charged with, charged with leading the, the city's police department, uh, about 158, 160 sworn, uh, well over 200 uh, when you add in the civilians, uh, professional staff. But we're charged with um, law enforcement uh, services, public services, from the public safety side of the house for the city. Making sure the community is, is feeling safe, making sure that we're doing everything that we can to be collaborative in every way we can with the community, our businesses as, as well. But um, it's, it's very important that we be transparent and we work uh, with the community as we try to make Pensacola a safe place to live, work, play, raise a family, and, and have a good time. For sure. Um, have, were, are you from the Pensacola area? Uh, yes, sir. Um, so uh, a little story about me. I was born and raised here in Pensacola. All levels of schooling here. Graduated from Booker T. Washington High School in 1991. Uh, so in 1991, I um, enlisted in the United States Navy. Um, so shortly after I graduated, I went off to uh, my uh, first career in the United States Navy, which uh, I was stationed uh, in the Norfolk, Virginia area uh, aboard the US, uh, USS Enterprise, uh, the first uh, nuclear-powered air, air, nuclear aircraft carrier uh, for the United States. So I spent a number of years on, on that ship and had an opportunity to travel the world um, and see things in a different light, uh, which has been very, very beneficial in helping me grow personally and professionally um, by seeing different cultures, um, understanding um, the norms and beliefs of other, other cultures, other countries, but also um, being able to um, respect the traditions, the freedoms, and uh, the things that we have here in the United States of America. So while I was um, in the Navy, I transitioned over to shore duty. So while on shore duty, I um, attended the police academy and joined the Newport News Police Department as an auxiliary officer. 
So when it was time for me to transition out of the Navy, I became a full-time police officer up there. So I spent the last 23 years in the um, Virginia, Southeast Virginia area, Hampton Roads, being a, um, a police official. Um, started at the lowest rank of the organization and rose to assistant police chief where I just left there in June of this year. So opportunity presented itself where the position of police chief became available here in the city of Pensacola. Uh, I applied for and competed for the job and was, and was successful. So I tell you, it's been a very great honor to come home and it's the capacity that I am to be able to lead the police force and, and be the lead law enforcement executive to be able to um, have um, that much influence on making this community a safer place for people to live. For or, sure. For sure. Thank you for your service. Did you always want to uh, be in the Navy? Was that a childhood uh, dream and goal for you? No, it's quite interesting. You know, um, so you know, when you're in high school, you're trying to figure out what the next level uh, is going to be for you, uh, when you when you graduate. And around the same time that I'm just trying to figure this out, uh, we, uh, the United States and the uh, coalition, um, began the Gulf War. So it was the first Gulf War. So I think that had a lot of influence on me for being able to serve my country in that capacity. Um, and, you know, with the, with the Gulf War that was going on, things that were happening around the world. So that broadened my horizons and, you know, that passion for service, you know, just ingrained in me. And when that happened, I, I needed to serve my country. That's awesome. Yeah. I, in high school, I was, uh, in the Army ROTC from my sophomore to from my freshman to sophomore year, and then uh, we w I went to Pace High my junior senior year in the Navy ROTC, and my plan after high school was going to go in the Army, and so from freshman to senior the military was my goal and my and my dream, but you know right now God had a different plan for me, and when you when you felt like the Navy your Navy career was uh, coming to an end. Uh, did you have your heart set on becoming a police officer? Well, you know, the interesting thing is um, I, I served in the ROTC as well in, in high school, Navy ROTC, you know, all through all four years of high school. But, you know, the very, very interesting thing was when, when it came time for me to um, uh, decide whether I was going to stay in the military or not, it was, um, I, you know, I had the best, best of both worlds. I was a certified police officer, and I was um, making rank in the Navy as well. So it was a very, very tough choice. And as a matter of fact, the choice to, to uh, end my military career and, and transition into full-time into law enforcement, I mean, it was a very, it, it went, to the, went to the wire. So, because I, I love both. But um, I saw, uh, after consultation with my family, friends, and, and other colleagues, um, at that time, law enforcement was where my calling was. And, um, and here's where we are today. I miss, I, I miss the military. Um, I saw some places around that, that I probably never see. Traveled to some countries I never, I probably never see again. Uh, I learned a lot, and, um, and I, I would challenge anybody if they ever have an opportunity to, to get around the world to see this great world that we have, and, and it, it provides a greater understanding of why we do and what we do here in the United States of America. So. Um. Did you have any family members that were that served in the military and uh, law enforcement? Yes, I had I had a number of family members that served in the military. Um, 
I believe I am the only one that serves in law enforcement, that has served in law enforcement. Um, I am the only one of my family that I can you know, immediately recall that went in the Navy. You know, most of my family was Army, Army, Air Force, um, Marine Corps, but, you know, I wanted to be a little different, so I went in the Navy. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, thank you again for your service. Um, when you mentioned leadership um, uh, at the beginning of the episode, when you uh, officially got, when you officially sworn in as the Pensacola police chief, um, when you think about leadership, what, is le- what does leadership come to mind? Leadership is, leadership can be a number of things, but, but leadership is about creating the environment to empower those around you, um, developing those to follow you, creating opportunities for succession planning, professional development. Leadership is, is leading from the front. Leadership is about setting, setting the example. Uh, leadership is about walking, walking your talk. And leadership is about being courageous, you know, thinking outside of the box. But more importantly, it's about em- empowering those around you, empowering your employees to be greater than what they see themselves as today. Do you feel like in today's generation, do you feel like leadership is growing or is it steadily declining? I, I think leadership is growing. Leadership is... Um, is, is a living, breathing um, uh, opportunities because leadership changes every day. You know, one thing you learn about leadership today is going to be different leadership tomorrow. And you have to, a lot of times you have to be, situ- leadership is situational because the way you lead today, uh, the way you lead this group of people uh, may not be uh, congruent to leading this tomorrow or this other group of people. So leadership has to be, uh, has, has to be fluent and be able to um, be situational. And, um, and, you, and you always have to grow as a leader. And, you, and, and leadership is also about self-reflection. You know, every day, you know, you should take an opportunity to sit back and reflect on um, your leadership abilities from that day and, and think forward. Leadership is always um, ever-growing. And it, it's something that you should always strive to be better and better each day. I, I totally agree with you because when I was in ROTC, leadership was the number one thing that was instilled in us. Yes. Um, I, I heard the term a lot of uh, people when I had my CO, a lot of people said, oh, she's a natural born leader or he's a natural born leader. And when I think a natural born leader, I'm thinking, well, is it really natural born if they're st- still having to learn stuff? Um, because they may have natural instinct when it comes to leadership. But they can, but they still, they're still learning. Um, what, what? When you hear about natu- natural born leaders, what does that come to mind? You know, I think um, everybody has a leadership aspect in them, and, and, and a lot of times it's just, it's about being able to pull those those leadership qualities out because you know we all act as leaders in our own in our own right in our own way. So some are good at leading this type of uh, situation, some are better leading that type of situation. Some are ba- better leading large organizations, some are better leading small groups of people. Some are better leaders at the community level. Some are grassroots leaders. But I think we all have the ability to lead. It's just, it's just being able to empower um, those around us to be able to bring that those qualities out. 
because we're all leaders in our own life. Agreed. So since you were sworn in as the police chief, what kind of connections have you made so far? Um, a number of connections. Um, um, what's, what's very, very important is the connections I make internally within the organization because um, I have to create the buy-in, uh, create the vision, and, and create the hope internally within, within the department. But also, same thing um, with the community as well, the buy-in from the community and creating that hope in the community about things are going to be better, things can be better, seeing each other in a different light and uh, making the connections with a lot of different organizations, public organizations, private organizations, business, uh, everyday citizens, uh, people like yourself, you know, media, news organizations, and faith-based community, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a whole host of others, but making, taking every opportunity to build relationships and make that connection. So it's an ongoing um, episode, and it's every day. Every day I try to spend a number, a bit of time trying to connect with someone in some way. That's awesome. So we connected at the Wahoos game. Uh, are you a are you a big sports fan? <laughs> yes, um, I grew up um, from a from a little one playing football, baseball, um, Pop Warner, uh, baseball, little league, um, high school, played football all four years. Uh, a couple years of baseball and I ran track. Um, I watch football, watch college football, watch a little bit of basketball, you know. But but I, I tell you, when I came, that day I came to the to the game down there to see to see the excitement in the community, in the teams, in the environment that 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 event brings to the region, the Pensacola region was just amazing. I was at awe. You know, this wonderful gym we have right here in this community, bringing so many different cultures, so many people from, from different backgrounds together to have an opportunity to spend time together and watch, watch some sports. You know, 2020 was a very, very challenging year for, for our nation and for the world as, as well. But to be able to have this, that opportunity, this gym right here in our backyard is, is, is amazing. So sports is is one way. And I understand we got a hockey team too, so you know, I want to get a chance when hockey comes back to get a chance to get out and, 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 and see the hockey team play as well. But my passion is more geared toward football because that was my, my big thing growing up. But I, I, I like all sports. I watch I watch NASCAR from time to time. I'll even watch tennis. You know, golf, you know, I'll go out there and play and put a few in the woods, but you know, hey, but it's all it's all in it's all it's all in the game. So So before we wrap up this episode, I just got to ask you, who's your college team? My college team? All right. Okay. That's a very, very tricky question. I guess you can probably see I'm one of those guys that kind of go back and forth. So, little kid, my college team was Crimson Tide, Alabama Crimson Tide. So, as I got a little older, you know, I started supporting Florida State because, you know, one of, the, one of, one of my partners that graduated from high school with me went to Florida State, and I kind of followed him as he went along into the NFL. But today, I'm back to Alabama Crimson Tide. So so you can kind of say Florida State, you know, Seminoles and, and the Crimson Tide. So I'm a Florida, Florida, Florida Bama type of guy. So. Well, go Gators. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was just an honor having you on this show, uh, Mr. Randall. Uh, I appreciate everything 
uh, you've done for the community so far, what you're going to be doing uh, for the community in the future, and uh, I'm hoping to see you more at the Wahoo Stadium, and hopefully we can connect outside of the office sometime, you know, watch a game or, you know, do whatever. Hey, thank you for having me, and thank you for what you're doing with this podcast. I think um, getting the word out and being able to connect with people in all all different type of platforms is very, very critical in today's society. Thank you. You're doing a fabulous job. I look forward to joining you once again and seeing you at the Wahoos game. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. So let's uh, end this episode in prayer, and then we'll uh, go our separate ways for right now. Yes, sir. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time, again, that you've given me and Mr. Randall here. Father, I pray that you put your hands of protection around him, not just him personally, but the P- Pensacola Police Department as a whole. Uh, I I pray that you would just use them and guide them, Father. And I pray this in your name. Amen.